Welcome back to Think Deeper. I'm Jack Wilkie, joined as always by Will Harob and Joe Wilkie. We uh, are continuing to scramble, although Will is back on this side of the ocean, so we're getting a little bit more to it. I'm still sitting among a pile of boxes. Will, how's it going? It's going great. I know you you, you said uh, as always joined, but I was not on last week, so it's technically not always. That's true. Technically not always. It is not always. As always. Um, That's true. But I had a good trip, had a good uh, vacation, family time, um, had a great weekend last weekend. Um, I know a lot of the country, a lot of where I'm from is mourning, but uh, the Vols had a great weekend. Uh, that was probably a top three sports moment of my life for me. Of course, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you obviously are not into college football, but the Tennessee Volunteers beat Alabama. Football for the first time in 15 years. So anyway, I had a great weekend. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I know, again, I know that's a week old, but I have not gotten to talk about it with the deep thinkers yet. So I wanted to apologize if there are any Alabama fans on there or on here listening. But what's Tennessee's schedule? What is Tennessee's schedule like? Do they play? Uh, yes. So we the toughest game we have left is Kentucky and Georgia. Of course, we have to play Georgia. So. Okay, but I mean, like, I'm just saying it would be a shame if you're, we record this and you're like, oh, we're on Rocky Top, we're on the, you know, we beat Alabama, and by the time this goes out, they lose. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> they lose it. They lose well, Vanderbilt. We, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm not sure. Surely that won't happen. I mean, that's Tennessee football, right? But anyway, course, <laughs> never yeah. happened before. Never been let down in your life. But, but anyway, um, yeah, we're excited for, for this episode because as you're hearing this, as it's going out, of course, there's a week until Halloween. And, um, fellas, are you good if we just jump right in? Any, any other intro things? Let's go for jump it. Right in? Get us into it, Joe. All right. So we've been talking for the last little while about uh, wanting to record holiday episodes. And we, th- we talked about doing like one holiday episode where we encompassed all of them, right? Christmas, Easter. Um, I don't know that there's as much to discuss on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's, it's pretty well established, but there's a lot of debate on some of the other ones. But as we were discussing this Halloween episode, we realized there is more debate surrounding this one than perhaps, at least currently, than perhaps a lot of the other ones. Christmas, there's a you know there's there's a lot of debate on do we Christianize it or, or not. Um, but there's a lot. We'll save we'll Halloween, save that one for thought, later in the year, the Christmas one. Bingo, bingo. So yes, we are going to get into probably at least one more. We may end up it, we may have split it into two, but at least one more holiday episode. So for those listening like hoping for our take on Christmas or whatever else, um you'll have to be patient. We're not uh we're not there yet. But with Halloween taking place in a week, we wanted to get right into that and to discuss both sides because this is a this is a very debated thing. Every year there seems to be this divide of Christians um you know, you got the one side on the extreme who are putting like the coffins and the ghosts and the ghouls and the Freddy Kruegers in their yard and like trying to scare everybody. And, and there's like new animatronic things I see this year. It looks like that some people have in their yards down here. And so you have that side of it that they're all into it. There's cobweb everywhere. And then you have the other side that are like, my four-year-old is not ever going to, ever going to touch the pavement to, um, to go trick-or-treating, like not going to happen. We don't want anything to do with it. And so you have both sides of the extreme a little bit, some that get into, um, you know, that's an occult, and, and so they're death on it, pardon the expression. But why is it so hotly debated? Ultimately, it's really going to come down to, do you feel that Halloween is cultish or is it kiddish? That's, that's my breakdown of it. Gemma, I don't know if you guys have something else, but that's the, really what it seems to is, do you feel it's part of the occult? Do you feel it's cultish or do you feel it's a kid holiday? Like it's for fun just for kids to get into. So with that, I'll turn it over to, you know, I think you can, well, what are your guys thoughts? I think you can add to that, not just cultish or kiddish, but the ultimate question is, can something be redeemed, remade, you know, into something new? Because like, I don't think anybody can deny that there are, you know, that, well, the Satanists really like Halloween, you know, like there's, and, and you go back to the you know, Celtic and some of the European stuff and some of the, the origins, uh, you know, some of the pagan stuff, like, yeah, that's not something you want to be associated with. And I think a lot of Christians look at that and say, that makes something beyond, you know, like, why would you want anything to do with that? And then the other side of it says, 
okay, but it doesn't have to remain that. It can morph into something new. It can grow out of that. And so th- I think you that is... You can reform it in a way, I guess is where yeah, they put it. Yeah, yeah, or redeem it, I think is a, is a great term for yeah. it, you know, of uh, make something bad into something good. And so it, the debate is whether you can do that, um, you know, and because I, I, it's pretty hard to deny that there is some cultish connection and tie. The question is, does it have to remain that way? Right. I was going to get into this later, but oh, I had a... I'll just jump. No, no, no. I, you're good. I'll I'll jump the gun on one of my points. But um, I had a client, excuse me, a therapy client, a husband and wife, actually. One, he was Druid and she was Wiccan, which I guess go together. So he was more into like Thor and Odin and, and truly things like that. Um, and the stories that they tell specifically around Halloween were just like, wow, that's that's pretty. Um, what did they think of Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, okay. the actual Thor and Odin. Like, okay, yeah. No. Yes, the actual Thor and Odin. Oh, the Marvel. Yes. Sorry. It, um, it's so Chris silly to me because they are, you know, have been turned into comic book, but obviously the origin is very pagan, is very demonic, is, you know, anti-God, you know, but it... Right. When people, like today, you see, oh, no, I worship Thor, you're like, Chris, Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, he's got a nice, you know, he's, he's good looking, but goodness, that's a bit much. No, um, so yes, I think there's... Well, interestingly, this is just a side point. Interestingly, their two big holidays were Halloween, and the second was um, St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. And if you ever notice, this is just a little tidbit, if you ever notice anybody wearing a snake on St. Patrick's Day, like a little snake pin, that probably means they're Druid um, or, or that they worship pagan gods. Because in their, he told me this, and I don't know, I think this is true. Um, like, this was a thing that, that um, he was very much into. He said that, of course, when St. Patrick came in and he drove out all the snakes out of Ireland, that that is a mistelling of history, a, a Christianized version of history, that it was the snakes being driven out, but instead it was the pagans and it was mass genocide. Huh. That he, he murdered all of the pagans, pretty much, or drove them out of Ireland. And so they were snakes to represent um, or to remember their people, so to speak. So I thought that was interesting. But the other one was Halloween. And the times that they talk about the portals into into the other side and the spells that they could do, I mean, it's like, I don't really want you as my client. I don't want to be around any of this stuff. It's it's pretty weird. So for those that say, oh, it's not that big a deal. No, it is. And there are people out there like that just to, to start. Well, and I think, Joe, either you or Jack, I think is about to real quickly kind of get into the history of it more so, I guess, than you already have. But one of the things that we are going to desperately try to do with this episode is really attack every single angle of it that we possibly can because we fully recognize that there are a lot of angles to this. Um, I grew up trick-or-treating, grew up going to trunk-or-treat at church. It was something that it was just, you know, it's what we did. We dressed up as, you know, Star Wars characters and, and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, you, you do some studying, you you interact with people, and you start to, to have these questions like, okay, is this one of those abstain from every form of evil type of questions, which a lot of people will and will, will point to the history of it and its origins and say that in and of itself is a re- is reason enough to stay away from it. And so, again, we're going to do our best to answer all these things. Um, you know, we've all got young kids. Um, and so that's going to be something we're going to have to decide on here pretty soon. Uh, Joe is, is and Jack, of course, are a lot closer than me as Jackson is just now barely getting close to a year old. But we're going to have to decide, is that something that, you know, are we going to participate in some of it, but not all of it? Are we going to, you know, go full into all of it? Are we not going to mess with it at all? And so, again, this is going to be kind of an investigative, I guess, form of podcast is we're going to try to discuss every aspect surrounding it. But one of the most important aspects surrounding that is the history of it. And so, Joe, I think you've got the lead on that as as far as if you want to get into really the origins of this Halloween holiday. So the history of it actually is pretty interesting. There's the Christian side of it, which is All Hallows Tide, uh, All Hallows Eve, where we get Halloween from, right? Um, and then there's the Sowin, as I said, Sam Hain is basically S-A-M-H-A-I-N, for those that want to look it up. Um, and those are the two different sides of it, and debated on, okay, was this mainly a Catholic holiday that the uh, pagans stole from, or vice versa? All Hallows Tide... Um, is, like I said, All Hallows Eve is where we get Halloween, and that's the All Hallows Tide is the three days collectively surrounding this, where we, as Christians, supposedly honor all saints and pray for the recently departed souls who have yet to reach heaven. All Saints Day is on November 1st. All Souls Day is on November 2nd. So, supposedly, October 31st, All Hallows Eve, you anticipate your, your entrance into the church triumphant and reflect upon your own mortality. November 1st is All Saints Day. 
You celebrate those who have gone to glory ahead of you and, and get ready for death, basically. And on November 2nd, All Souls Day, you celebrate those whose faith has impacted our own lives, uh, remembering that no one escapes death. So it's a celebration of death, and, and it's a remembrance of death, so to speak, a celebration of those who have gone on before. Um, the CatholicWorldReport.com says that uh, it is unequivocally a Christian holiday that actually the pagans stole from them. Um, that festival days were often regarded as liminal time in which the veil uh, between the material and spiritual worlds are considered thinner, but elaborating this into a festival of the dead on par with those found in ancient other ancient pagan beliefs is more than uh, the textual evidence can support, they say. Irish Catholic says that, that Pope Gregory IV moved the holiday. Uh, this is debated as to whether he moved the holiday to deliberately baptize, quote-unquote, a pre-existing pagan holiday, or if it was merely just a matter of convenience with the harvest time. Um and just became a celebration that way. So it might have been Pope Gregory IV using a pagan holiday for that. And like I said, there's a lot of debate. History.com says that, that celebrations in England resembled the Celtic commemorations of Soen um, that had bonfires, masquerades, that people uh, would visit the houses of wealthier families and they would get these pastry cakes called, uh, or pastries called soul cakes in exchange for a promise to pray for the souls of the homeowner's dead relatives, which was known as souling, and that was later taken up by kids going door-to-door asking for things. And in Scotland and Ireland, they had um, what they called guising, where young people would, would dress up and they would accept offerings from various households, but rather than praying for them, they would sing a song, recite a poem, tell a joke, or perform other sorts of tricks uh, before collecting their, their treat, which typically consisted of fruits, nuts, or coins. And then so in on the other side, was the name of a festival that marked the beginning of winter in Gaelic Ireland. And it goes back, some say, to the 9th century onward. It was one of four Gaelic seasonal festivals. And according to Irish mythology, it was when the doorways to the other world opened, allowing supernatural beings and the souls of the dead to come into our world. Um, and it was essentially a festival for the dead. Um, LiveScience.com says that um, basically the ancient... Celts or Celts did not worship anything resembling to, to the Christian devil. They had no concept of it. It was actually um, a festival that, that had deep roots, less in satanic cabals, um, more in um, basically in, in their pagan world, which is like we do know that that's pagan and satanic, but either way, um, that's what they state. And that Halloween beliefs and customs were brought to North America with the earliest Irish immigrants. Um, and by the middle of the 20th century, Halloween had largely become a children's holiday. So interestingly, coming from Ireland, where they did celebrate Sewin, uh, history.com for Sewin says that Halloween has its roots in this, and that the Celts who lived 2,000 years ago in this area of Ireland and northern or United Kingdom, northern France, um, believe the dead returned to the earth on Sewin. So not 9th century, 2,000 years ago. There's again some debate on that the time period, but they say on the sacred night, people gathered to light bonfires, offer sacrifices, and pay homage to the dead. During some of these celebrations, villagers disguised themselves in costumes made of animal skin to drive away phantom visitors. Banquet tables were prepared, and food was left out to placate unwelcome spirits. In later centuries, people began dressing as ghosts, demons, and other malevolent creatures, performing antics in exchange for food and drink. This custom, known as mumming, dates back to the Middle Ages and is thought to be an antecedent of trick-or-treating. And last, this Kellymaze.com says that uh, the ancient Celts took celebration of Soen very seriously because it was the most significant of the four quarterly fire festivals. Um, it marked the, the time of year uh, for harvest season. Fires were left to burn in family homes while the harvest was gathered. The harvest foods were to be left on tables and appease, to appease the unwelcome spirits. After the harvesting was complete, the people came together for a shared celebration alongside the community druid priests who led a large community fire. So basically, those priests would make sacrifices. They were the, the religious leaders that focused on contact with the spiritual world and holistic medicines to treat illnesses, and that the sacrifices were to appease the, the gods, pretty much. And so following these ritual animal sacrifices... The people would each take a flame from this large fire that was lit by the priests and disperse back to their homes to relight their individual fires. It lasted three days and three nights, and the community was required to, to show up, and if not, it was mandatory celebration. If they failed to participate, it was believed to result in punishment from the gods, usually by illness or death. So that's a very brief summation, brief history of it, but that is uh, the history both of All, All Hollows Tide, um, the, the Catholic version, and Sewin, and Sam Hain, if you want to phonetically pronounce it. Um, but yeah, that's that's the background to those um, to that celebration and, and to this day. So 
that's the history to both sides. Which one is correct? Is it a Christian holiday that the pagans took, or is it a pagan holiday that the Christians took? We may never know because you're getting it from both sides. Interestingly, history.com has has seemingly both takes. Wikipedia has both takes. Um, so it depends on where you fall on which side of history. Either way, it just seems to be one of those things, though, that the more you dig, it is the reason that, that a lot of Christians say, well, this is probably sh- something that we should not be really associating ourselves with just because of the pagan, the, the pagan history of it, regardless of who took it from who, I, I think, Joe, is, is kind of... Right. The reason there. But the question I want to ask, and this is where we're going to really open it up for for discussion. Jack, get in on this. Can you differentiate between the, again, kind of history of it, the, the connotations with Halloween, the evil, the ghouls, the ghosts, the demons, etc., differentiate from that and, and kind of just focus on the, 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 the part where it's for the kids, right? Not everything has to be dark. I, I was never really a big Halloween guy uh, growing up. Uh, I'm going to tell on uh, my brother Reese here. Uh, I'm sure this has changed, of course, since he's done some studying. But growing up, Halloween, he always said, was his favorite holiday. And it was just because he loved dressing up. He loved the idea of going out and getting candy. Um, he just kind of liked the you know, the jack-o'-lanterns. And he just liked Halloween. And never once did I, even when I grew up, think, well, man, my brother's just going to be a Satanist. Or, you know, he, he just really likes the the darkness of Halloween. No, that was just something that he enjoyed doing. Again, if he's listening, I'm sure he's probably changed his view since then. But, so again, I guess the question I have, and this is where we'll really get into, we're going to lay out the case for it, the case against it, and then, you know, I guess discuss and leave it to the listener to decide. It can an argument be made, Jack, that it is more so for the kids that we that the dressing up part the giving candy out the the that side of things is harmless can you make that argument yeah yeah and i think that is the question you're looking at is can you celebrate it in that way of like i think i mentioned to you guys you know a couple a year or two ago my you know little girl dressed up as a grogu baby yoda you know from the star Wars mandalorian or whatever um and went and got candy you know, walked the the street with the, the neighbor kids and came back home and ate her candy. And so it's like, did she just participate in, in all the demonry and all that? Like, can you, can it be parallel, you know, where these things are happening, but we're celebrating this? And, uh, you know, you think about that because that, that question comes up with a lot of things of right. Christmas, Easter, every year there's those, you know, memes that go around and they're, they're very dubious. They're, they make some claims that aren't really true about Easter and, and the pagan origins of that and the bunnies and the eggs and all that stuff. And, you know, uh, so if, if you, you know, dip or, you know, do you dye Easter eggs with your kids? And, and so the same thing, it, it's the same root question of can there be a version of this where it's just this and it's totally separate from the other thing? And even though the other thing is going on, it, it you're not acknowledging it. Not, I, my answer to that is yes. Um, I think most Christians' answer to that is yes of, you know, yeah, I know there's some weirdos out doing some weird stuff, but I think the thing I took out of the history Joe read is Christian, pagan, otherwise, humans have pretty much always had something like this at the end of the harvest season um, where, you know, a fall festival, a fall something where you get together, it's just this time of year, the temperatures are coming down, you know, you're you know, having good treats, you're, you're getting together with friends, having a good time celebrating something. Um, and, and so I think that's just kind of a, a very human thing. And so, um, you know, to say, well, no, at, at some point in history, it became this, therefore we, we can't do anything. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't follow that line. Yeah. And to be, to be clear, to be fully transparent, that's pretty much where I am as well. You know, I don't think you dressing up your, four-year-old or however old she was as baby Yoda and going out and trick-or-treating is something that is means again that she's guilty of or that y'all are guilty of participating in a pagan worshiping Satan type of thing however to play the devil's advocate and I know Joe we're going to get into this other side one of the things that I might say is okay the problem with that position which again is is the position that I currently you know associate most closely with the problem with it is you think about Halloween in general the overall connotations with it are so dark, regardless of, of what we choose to participate. You think about the uh, the Halloween movies. You think about the yards. You think about just the, again, just the overall connotations with it. And one of the arguments that I might make, again, if I'm playing the devil's advocate here, is that it is impossible to differentiate. 
is that you can't really truly separate the um, really, really harmless side of dressing up and getting candy with the Michael Myers movies and the Kruger movies and the the haunted houses that you see. Um, And so I guess before we get Joe into this, Jack, would you have a, a response to that? Because again, I could see somebody theoretically bringing that up just because of the overall connotations that are associated with Halloween. Yeah, it's funny because I thought the devil's advocate was uh, those that. Nah, said I knew that was coming. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, that's a frustrating part because again, you know, trick or treating. There were a couple houses we skipped because some weirdo, you know, stalked their lawn with gravestones stuff and, and right. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and the other thing, this is something that uh, about it that like is a is a deterrent is that there are people who think you know that they take the time to scare the kids that come up to their front door. Like, look, you do not need to be jump scaring my three-year-old. <laughs> that is a really good way to get, yeah, I mean, like, there's a classic America's Funniest Home video where a guy jumped out to try and scare some trick-or-treaters and the dad just punched him <laughs> <out>. <laughs> like, I'm not advocating good violence, bad, but, I mean, it's like, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes you're uh, asking you for what it. you have yeah. coming to you. Um and so, you know, yeah, so those kind of things. And it's like, well, you can't avoid that. And so that uh, death and horror and scares and, you know, uh, as you said, graveyards, ghouls, goblins, ghosts, whatever. I mean, very much a celebration of death, a celebration of scariness and, and people that, you know, decorate with the blood and the chainsaw massacre kind of right. stuff. and. Yeah, that I mean, that's really hard to avoid, and I, I think all of those are things that, you know, getting into some scripture, I guess we should probably do at some point on this, of, you know, you go to Philippians 4, and to, to think on these things, that none of that fits the list, right. you know, of anything honorable, anything pure, anything good, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I... I I still think there are ways to celebrate it and, and things maybe you can do with friends or a, a church trunk or treat, you know, uh, where it's you're monitoring it. Like we had a church trunk or treat at a church I was uh, working with previously, and it was very much a strict rule like bring candy for the kids, decorate your trunk, do not do anything scary. Yeah. Just don't do it. Like we're not, that's not what this is here. You're not here to scare little kids coming through the church parking lot. That's ridiculous. We're not here celebrating death. You know, like you can, and you can control it, and then it's just you know costumes and candy. You know, I I, I fail to see a. Problem I keep with saying that. we're gonna, Joe. I promise you can go after this. One of the other positives I'll bring up because I know <laughs> Joe doesn't have a lot of positives to say, so I'm gonna go ahead and get all the positives out here. But one of the positives yeah, that I would do. say is I I think it's super cool and one of the the my favorite things I'm looking forward to, or I guess one of the main things I should say I'm looking forward to celebrating with my kids is just all the different. I don't know, holidays and seasons and things that you're going to get to enjoy that are different, right? The thing, I love Thanksgiving. A month in, month later, or really weeks later, you're celebrating Christmas, and they're so different, and you get to enjoy the music and the the different types of food and the different kinds of, and there's so many different things. And so, again, another, I guess, case for it, you could say, is that it is one of those things that, are you really going to say that carving pumpkins with your kids uh, is something that's wrong? Or, again, the church trunk retreat and you know, it's one of those things that can be fun and, and, and harmless to, to, to celebrate with your kids as far as, again, just kind of the nostalgic side. And then we're going to get into the fact that if your 16-year-old is still saying that Halloween is their favorite holiday and still really getting into all that, there's probably a problem there. But I do struggle with the thought of when Jackson's six years old and he wants to dress up as Spider-Man, me telling him, no, sorry, we're not going to do that. We're, you know, for X, Y, Z reason. But Joe... You got to get in here. So, what do you have to say to any of the stuff that me and Jack have have put forth here? Um, where to begin? <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, I put this outline together just for the listeners uh, to to be aware. I put this outline together, and I put like four positives, and I think one of those was you guys go ahead and give your positives because I can't think <laughs> of anything else. And I added like twelve negatives. No, um, I'm not a big fan. So, at at in my opinion, Halloween at its best would be bringing more of like if we're going to focus on death and even solomon talks about right in um ecclesiastes like there is a time to focus on death and it's better to go to a funeral and maybe no it's ecclesiastes better go to a house of mourning than a house of feasting yeah there you go and so yeah sometimes it's okay to focus on those things so solomon was a bigger fan of halloween than thanksgiving is what i just heard 
And Solomon was the wisest man but in the world. He also said eat, drink, so. and... Yeah, checkmate, Joe. That's the end of the podcast. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, Solomon also had 700 wives, so he had uh, you know, he had a couple problems himself. That's a lot of kids to take trick-or-treating. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly... Well, he's good for it. The guy's rich. Like, he's... As long as they come trick-or-treating at his house, could you imagine being down the road from Solomon and they're like, all right, guy, like, <laughs> I can only afford so many Snickers. But anyway, anyway... There is a time to appropriately focus on death. And if we were to take this time and use it kind of like that, in my opinion, that would be the best the best case scenario. Here's my problems with it. I got a few. First off, I got several. First off, what are the values or merits to it? So you consider Christmas. It's like it's a time of cheer. It's a time of giving. It's a time of thanks, uh, Thanksgiving. It's a time of family. It's a time of... Coming together, right, um, if you want to take the Christian side of it, it's a time to remember Christ and, and him coming to earth. Um, a lot which of good this, values to it. Even this speaks Easter. to the think on good think on these things from Philippians 4 point, which is a great Correct. point. Yeah. Correct. Right. Like, that leads you to a lot of positive merits and values when you're celebrating it, whether you celebrate Christian or not. Same thing with, with Easter. Whether you want to celebrate it or not, well, it's got pagan roots. Yeah, but consider the merits to it. It's, it's about, yes, resurrection, but it's also about a spring. It's about newness. It's about, um, you know, the kids, like the, the Easter bunnies and things like that. There's not death, decay, destruction. Consider the merits and the values to Halloween. Name one positive thing. Yeah, you can, you can give your kids candy. They can dress up. Guess what? They can do that on July 15th. They can do that on August 31st. If like, somebody shows up on your doorstep dressed up in a costume asking for candy on July 15th, are you going to give it to them? Yeah, I'd be like, my man, you are stepping outside the box. I love it. Now, if you show up on Halloween, you're <laughs> <off> my <lawn. laughs> but on July fifteenth, <laughs> you're good to go. So, I look at that and I say, what are the actual positive values and merits to celebrating Halloween? It's about, at its best, it's trickery, right? It's it's the hijinks, it's the almost criminalization of things, and at its worst. It is kind of a cultish or kind of kind of an occult thing. Like there's a lot of death. There's a lot of destruction. There's a lot of decay. Decay, I think, is kind of the key word. Like Christ brings life. Halloween's all about decay. It's about like ugh, just the blood and the guts and the, the gore. And the even if it's not blood, guts and gore, there's still this the skeletons and the ghosts and everything else. I don't see any positive redeeming qualities specifically to it. I think, sorry, I got a list of these. I think the sexualization of it especially as it gets older the sexualization and the criminalization where it's time for for idiots to go out and just you know oh we're gonna have fun light things on fire like there were literally there are people that that have giant bonfires and do some yeah really stupid yeah and i agree with Halloween. that that doesn't mean that uh, everybody, my argument would be what do people do on july 4th or the sexualization thing christmas i mean that stuff can apply with the other ones too is what i would say there i agree i agree but this connects to my next point which is Who's the Which I think this for? is one of the best points, by if the way. It's for yeah, kids, go ahead. If it's for kids, it's too scary. If it's for adults, grow up. Stop being an adolescent. Like, you need to, to get away from dressing up and going to these holiday parties where you're, you know, the, the sexy nurse or whatever at the holiday party. Like, I'm sorry, no. This is for, this is a kid holiday, but if you're going to bring it to the kids and you're going to scare them with the Freddy Krueger masks and all the death and destruction, that's not kid themes either. I don't want my four-year-old. I don't want my 10-year-old going trick-or-treating and getting inundated with death, decay, and destruction. I don't want him thinking on those things. And so if it's not appropriate for kids, most of it's not, if it's not appropriate for kids and something you want your kids thinking about, and if it's really not appropriate for adults because, again, they sexualize or they criminalize it, you know, they get into some bad things, who is this for? And if it's for teens, look, like you said, if a 16-year-old shows up to my door trick-or-treating, go get a job at Chick-fil-A and buy candy yourself. Don't come to my door at 16 years old. That's You're way too old to do that. I would say at 14 years old. Joe's really checking everybody's IDs so, on, on Halloween. How old are you? <laughs> that, that's, exactly, that's exactly it. Like, who who is this for is really my question. Sure, yeah. Who, who's this for? But I think, that's, well, that's, that's not, all of them. I, not to get off on too far of a sure. rant. We might even do a think fast on this at some point. That 
especially millennial culture, people who aren't having their own kids are hanging on to all of their childhood stuff because they don't have kids to pass it on to. And McDonald's Happy Meals, anyone? Seriously, like Happy Meals now for adults. We're going to put a toy in. And and as you said, the adolescence thing that extended. And that's where Halloween has become like this massive thing for people my age uh, to hang on to. And I mean, literally, I know people that have trick-or-treated into their 20s. And you're just, again, like, I think the rule is a pretty good one. When, by the time you're old enough to drive yourself to the store to get the candy, that's enough. But, you know, as you said, the alcohol, the, uh, you know, the sensual nature that they start bringing into it and things like that. And, and just, again, dominating something. And it's because of people like that who won't grow up and, and, you know, make it about them that when you take your kids door to door, you run into people who want to scare. You want to run into people who, like people who don't have kids and so they don't think about these things and so they decorate with the death and the blood and the guts and all that. And and so it's like, keep it a kid's thing it, it, because it's a kid's thing. But you're right, we live in a world where people can't ha- leave anything to kids anymore, not even a Happy Meal. And so they, you know, adultize, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Adultize isn't a word. Um, you know, they, they won't give it back to kids. Yeah. And, and like, I think ideally this would be a great time for kids to just get together and have fun and dress up. But at the same time, since that doesn't happen and since there is very, and, and we are trivializing things like the darkness, death, witchcraft, horror, we, we very much trivialize it and make it like, haha, like, I'm not saying everybody, to your point, Will, I'm not saying Reese or, or those who go trick-or-treating are going to be in the occult. They're going to be, they're going to be Wiccan and, and Satanists. Like, I'm not saying that. But I do think that it's messing with things that re, we really weren't intended to mess with. Um, you, look at, you look at God's, um, what he had to say about witchcraft and avoiding it. Now, this is where people go, well, what about Harry Potter? right? They could get into, what about Harry Potter? That's trivializing as well. In which I can see their point. Jack, I see you're getting your mic ready. <laughs> I, I see you're getting your mic ready. That is the funny but, thing, is that you're the anti-Halloween guy and I'm not. I'm the anti-Harry Potter guy and you're not, so. Well, the way I look at it is one is clearly fictional. She made up terms like muggles and quidditch. Like, it's clearly fictional and if you're going to go there, I've never found a person who hates Harry Potter, but who also hates Narnia and who also hates Lord of the Rings. And Gandalf does do magic and he's a good guy, but nobody's ever willing to give up both. And so until you are, then you can come talk to me and we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> That's because those most... books are good. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> Watch yourself. Are you kidding? Lord of the Rings? I started it twice, gotten like 60 pages in and fallen asleep. Like both times I have not gotten through the series. Speaking about it's adults growing out of stuff made for kids. <laughs> Hey, well, <laughs> okay. I'm saying, okay. let's get okay, stuff. We'll get anyway, anyway, we're getting off. We're getting off of that. But I want to kind of open up into what I think is, and we we were talking before this, like, are we going to get into this? Is this? And so I'm genuinely curious on your guys' thoughts. What are your thoughts on Christians and horror movies? Because as we're talking about trivializing these things and really bringing it, um, bringing it more into the the culture and bringing it more into the church. There's a lot of Christians that I think are perfectly fine with horror movies, um, you know, and and I don't know, the darkness and death. And I have a real problem with it personally. I'm not condemning those that, that watch it for sure, but I have a real problem with it. And I, um, yeah, I'll come back around to my thoughts. But fellas, what are your thoughts on so, this? So I'm going to start with the, the haunted house mansion idea first because um, that, I guess, ties a lot into the Halloween discussion in general. But that is that is an area that I've grown um, just spiritually, maturity-wise, is five, six years ago, something I looked forward to every Halloween, going to, the, going to a haunted house, getting the adrenaline rush, scare type of thing. And that's something, as I look back on that, and I consider you know my family now, my son now, that's probably not something I'll ever participate in again just because of the points that you just brought up, Joe, kind of the, the trivializing and... The, the you know it's taking the adrenaline rush that you get or that you want from a roller coaster and boiling it down to let's throw zombies and chainsaws in your face and scare you in that way and there's just again y'all said it already the Philippians four thing there's just not many good things that you can associate with that and so again that's an area I've grown I'm not gonna be taking my kids to to haunted houses I'm not gonna be participating in that anymore um, horror movies is still an area where. I struggle, and I'm look. I'm interested in, in getting y'all's take because you, you think about how many different 
levels of what you might call horror movies there are. You've got the the slasher films, the Freddy Kruegers, the Saws, the Halloween Ends, Texas the Michael Chainsaw Myers movies. Text, full disclosure, I've never seen any of those. Um, apologies to anybody who has. Um, to me, that that is one level. You have the demon possessed levels of, of like the Conjuring and Annabelle um, and things like that. Again, full disclosure, I have seen some of those. Um, and then you've got maybe even another level of kind of the psychological thrillers. That the movies that are incredibly, incredibly scary, but they're a lot more based in reality. You know, not so much demon possession, no slasher stuff, but they're scary movies. You know, you wouldn't call them a horror movie, but they're they're th- psychological thrillers. And so, I guess before I give my answer, do you guys have? Is that one of those things we can just lump them all together? This, all these are bad. None of these are bad, or some of these are bad. Kind of the same thing I was asking with the Halloween. Is that something we can draw a line there, or how do you guys personally draw a line with each one of those levels? Yeah, I mean, liking being scared, I, I don't, but I'm, I get a lot of people, like you said, the adrenaline rush, but the nature of it, um, I, I think it's case by case, uh, you know, in one sense of like how much death, evil, bad things are, are being celebrated, portrayed, depicted. Um, you know some of these torture movies i mean like it, why um and this is one of those that i think some people some christians will hide behind well the bible doesn't say well yeah of course paul didn't say don't watch horror movies but you know the ephesians 5 um you know about darkness and light and you were light you were formerly darkness don't participate in darkness anymore walk as children know, of light walk right. as children of light uh, and and he says expose the deeds of darkness well that's not also, I'm not saying that that is about horror movies and, and some of these things, but on the other hand, I think some of what we're talking about here is darkness and light. And so with some of this stuff, you just need to be careful what you're putting into your mind. And that's another thing that is a whole spinoff off this, but it's related, is the serial killer fascination. Some people just love serial killer documentaries and uh, podcasts. The Dahmer and, show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer show, show is the out. new one. And just always serial killers or criminal minds and, and these shows, you know, about real, well, and, and some of the like real, you know, mystery, unsolved mystery kind of stuff. And it's one of those, I there's not a command I can draw on that say, thou shalt not watch this, but man, be careful about what you're putting into your mind. Be careful about sure. what you're dwelling on. I, I already brought up uh, Philippians 4. Think on these things. That's not the kind of things that that are positive to think on, that are helpful to think on. What What is that doing for you? What is How is that? And not that everything has to be spiritual to build you up. You know, you watch a funny movie. That's not, you know, uh, it, making you a more spiritual person, but it's also not, you know, diverting your mind towards things of of death and violence and you know just gratuitous gore and things like that i i can't speak for everybody on the on the serial killer thing i think there's a level of fascination with that that it's one of those things it's like did that really happen like with the criminal minds thing it's like you know is that something and it's it's so it seems like it's not reality but it is and that's what's fascinating about it um, for a lot of people is that, man, that actually happened. That's in this world. That's crazy. And that's what kind of draws people's attention. Same thing with the Dahmer, uh, show or, or whatever else. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying, I think that's probably a level of it too. Not so much of the, Oh, I want to think about serial killers. It's, it's, there's a fascination to it there. I think people want to know how they got there. That that's kind of the fascination of like, how do you, because a lot of these, the shows that make it big kind of show they're going into it. Like, how did they get to the point of, like their origin story, so to speak, of doing these unspeakable acts. And so um, I think that that fascinates a lot of people. I don't have as much problem with psychological thrillers, actually. And this is, yeah, this is my opinion. I'm not, like you said, Jack, I'm not necessarily drawing book chapter verse here. I don't have as much problem with psychological thrillers because where I really start to struggle is when you're glorifying, like, heavy amounts of violence. Slasher films, I'm sorry. I, I will. Here's your hot take with Joe moment. If you're watching slasher <laughs> films as a Christian, uh-uh. In my opinion, I, I don't see it. And one of the reasons why is, what are you getting? How is it benefiting you? Like, where's your empathy is my thing. Where is your empathy to see people getting tortured, to see people getting cut up, to see people getting, you know, brutally murdered? Like, that's first off, messing with your mind, putting things in there that really don't need to be there. Second off, we're called to to love other humans and yes it's all oh no it's just it's movie it's it, they didn't actually die like i'm sure that's why you're going to see it right because they're cutting up mannequins like 
No, this is a specific genre that is is lacking, in my opinion, empathy. And it's putting things, very dark things, like death, murder, in your mind. No, that doesn't make you a murderer. doesn't make you want to go out and murder. But it's like, for, for Christians, I don't see where the line is or, or where the appeal personally to the slasher film. So the horror, yeah, this is why I think to your point, Will, like there is a difference in these areas that it is going to be a conscience-based thing, but it also, we need to be very careful about what we're willing to put in our minds. And I continue, I hate to keep beating the dead horse on this, but really I think the empathy is a big thing for me. Are you okay with just the gratuitous? The there's there's not protagonists, there's not good guys, but like the the main character, the the good guy in a sense is you know, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, that's that's the star of the movie, right? And so you're like you're not rooting for him, but in a sense, you know, kind of But you're there of, to know, see him. Yeah, right. right. And and you know, I've I've heard Christians, you know, I heard a sermon actually that made a really good point about like what we kind of accept as good guys in movies and even something as simple as Ocean's 11, you know, they're going to do a heist, they're going to rob, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and, you know, you're you're rooting for them and they pulled it off. All right, they did it. And he's like, yeah, they just robbed hundreds of millions of dollars. Like that's not a, a good thing. That's not a positive, you know, thing that you should be uh rooting for. And in the same sense of like, you know, oh, I'm a big Michael Myers fan. Well, oh, oh the guy that just rips people up and, you know, kills them like that that's not great either and so you know what a hero is and i mean stories teach us things i think is something that we need to think about as well there's one other thing that we've we've talked about a little bit and going back to joe's intro that i want to make sure we cover is i I think as a kid the whole like occult pagan thing was kind of like a laughing matter like oh well that's not real you need to start getting used to the idea that a lot of people think it is and are seriously doing that and it is very much demonic and this is not just a a silly goofy thing and you know like uh, i know ouija boards were the rage before any of us were born and and some people (laughs) will uh remember that um but there are things like that where you're playing with stuff that is not good to play with you're you're and as i said this is a growing thing paganism we live you know our, our world went secular humanist where they've rejected religion, but we've said so many times, people are always going to be religious. And one of the things people are coming back to is literally old religions. You know, as you said, Thor and Odin, things like that, where you'll hear people say that, and they they really mean it, that they worship Thor and Odin. Uh, when I was in East Texas, there were, I mean, there were always the rumors about, like, there were, that there were people in the area who made sacrifices and stuff like that. And on Google Earth, you could look where there was a little shrine set up you know like five miles from where i lived you know back in the woods um weird stuff man that the people are doing i I, in fact there's a guy a a friend of focus press messages a message with him every now and then in kentucky and his town is full of druids that have put like curses and hexes on the church i mean like and one one other thing uh because you said the wiccan thing they're very environmentalist so a lot of the environmental stuff that you're seeing and when you see that coexist sticker it's got their wiccan symbol on it um and you know it's uh, like these people are growing oh okay um you know my wife is very much into not full natural medicine but like midwife births rather than hospital and all that we had to be really careful about choosing midwives because a lot of them are very pagan with symbolism and and things that they bring into their practice that you know uh, they they rely on they believe in that like they're the signs they have up in their office are pagan straight up pagan uh and i mean when you really trace the lines of paganism back it's demonry it's it's demon worship um anti-god stuff and and so this stuff is really growing as well and it with, with the horror movies with halloween with all of this it's something we really should not be messing with and we shouldn't be taking lightly either. I mean, we don't need to be scared of it. Jesus conquered over all of the demons, all of Satan and his legions, all that. But we also need to not, like, cozy up to it. So I talked to a, um, you know, as I mentioned, I had that client, and he was talking about some of the spells and curses that he put on people. And it was like, yeah, sure, sure. Bizarre, man. I'm telling you, bizarre. Like the the stories that he had, and I had no reason to disbelieve him of what took place or what took place to him when something was put on him. Talked with another guy, formerly Satanist. He he was very angry at a um, specific person and their family, and he put a spell on him. And within like six months, I think somebody like they had divorced. They had 
falling away and they were like something like within six months, horrible. So don't think that these things, oh, that's just a coincidence. Look, the way that I look at it, going back, you look at, um, you know, Elijah on Mount Carmel, right? Where he's, they're cutting up their arms and, 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 you know, trying to get him to send down fire. And of course that's not happening. And God comes in. Well, why wasn't that happening? Because God was stopping him from doing it. I do believe the Baal and, and the Ashtaroth and all of those, I think were local demons. I think they were local gods. I think they were gods to them, quote unquote, little g. Um, they are not the Almighty. The Almighty is over all of them and can stop them from doing what they're going to. But don't act like, you know, this is Ephesians 6. There's absolutely a spiritual warfare going on. And this is one, we probably should do an entire episode on spiritual warfare because nobody takes this seriously and they act like there's nothing but the physical realm and there's heaven where God is. It's like, I think there's a third, I think there's a spiritual realm here where angels and demons are around us and there are some really, really weird things. The lifelines in the earth that the Wiccans get into, as Jack, you talked about with the environment, they get into lifelines and this is really where it's like supercharged. If you go into a spell here, it it does more. And they know these things. They very much act on these things. Jack, us growing up, remember there were people, there's like witch on the corner praying for for uh, praying over the kids. And there was somebody sacrificing a cat, I think, nearby on Halloween. So this is not some jokey like, haha, nobody really does it. That's flat out false. And I think you're going to see more and more of this stuff coming in. And it's one of those things, too, as somebody who has enjoyed horror movies in the past, not the slasher ones, but kind of the, the demon possessed ones. It is one of those things where I start to wonder, is this what Paul's talking about in Romans 12, too, when he says, do not be conformed to the world? And again, as somebody who's enjoyed those things in the past, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on anybody on people right now if that's something you enjoy, but as, as I'm raising a, an 11-month-old. Is that something I want his mind on? Is that something that I want my mind on? And so that's why there's there's such there's a needed discussion surrounding all of this. It's not something that we can just brush aside and say, "Ah, that's we'll let everybody else figure that out." It is something that we need to discuss. And so if you guys don't have anything else, I want to get into these questions that really the practical side of things that we really wanted that we've kind of hit around it all episode, but let's practically I would, go ahead. Yeah. Real fast. I was just going to say, I would wrap it up that full discussion on, on the horror films and things. I think it is going to come down to, it is a conscience thing. That's, I think we can all agree, right? Sure. It is a conscience yeah. thing. But the second thing is what you just said. My dad had a, a great quote growing up. Like, look, once it goes in, it doesn't come out. If you don't want it in there, don't put it in there. Meaning, don't look, don't be looking at these things if you realize like down the road that might cause issues. And so consider the Philippians 4 principle. It is a matter of conscience and what goes in does not come out. So be very aware of that, that these things, and look, I've had clients that were very much into scary horror things and you'd never believe, you'd never guess this, but they had problems sleeping and they had serious anxiety surrounding death and things like that because they weren't able to handle it. There's others that handle it just fine. I'm not saying that's everybody, but look, I mean, I would say err on the side of caution personally, but I think those are the things, those are the key things that we want to stick to on that of, yes, it's a matter of conscience, but be aware of those things. Sorry, Will, go for it. Yeah, I was just going to say, so let's get into the practical stuff. Is trick-or-treating wrong? And I'm going to loop in trunk-or-treat as well because those are very, very similar. They are different. Uh, And so I want to get you guys, your guys' take. Obviously, with Jack taking his kids trick or treating last year, then we already know his answer. But basically, the the questions we want to ask: if you dress, if if you take your kids trick or treating, they're dressed up, they get candy. Is that something Christians should stay away from? And trunk or treat. Most congregations in the South that I know, not even just in the South, but you know, those are the ones that were around, do some kind of trunk or treat where it's basically trick or treating, but it's in a parking lot. The church members they decorate their trunks, all the kids dress up, pass out candy, um, and so obviously. That's a little bit different, but it's also very similar. So, obviously, number one is that something is trick or treating something we should be doing with our kids, and number two, should congregations be staying away from offering a trunk or treat? So, I will I'll give my answer here in a minute, but I want to get you guys in on that. Um, what your take is on those two questions? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I took the kids trick or treating, had to skip some of the houses, you know, things like that. Uh, I think trunk or treat, I, I like that idea a lot more, and I think that's what we're going to look for this year. Um, I don't think our congregation is going to do it, uh, which is, I, don't, I don't have a problem with, but like finding one that does nearby, you know, and, and going to uh, take the kids over there. It, it's just a lot more controlled environment. Again, you're not going you know, to go through some weirdo's yard. You just don't know what people are doing. Um, and so I, I like that. And again, it's, you know, my kids dressing up as some character. Uh, last year it was my daughter said she wanted to be Rudolph and her little brother was going to be Santa. And I mean, that's the most adorable thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> um, 
And so, uh, you know, something like that. They drive over, they walk around a parking lot, get candy, go home, eat candy. We go home and watch The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I don't think that has any connotation, any association to death, demons, ghouls, just because some people are doing the same thing on the same day. Um, One thing we didn't really get at is, uh, well, two things. Number one, Romans 14 is about one celebrates one day over another. And, you know, and so there's that. But I I could see why that wouldn't apply to some people who, who have issue with the uh, things like if you think this is a demonic day, it's like, well, no, you don't get to do that. But that's the meat sacrifice to idols they thought was a demonic thing and, and things like that. And so um, Romans 14 needs to be brought in. The other thing is the, the Christian redemption of holidays, you know, of cultures across the world where Christianity or Christendom spread. And it was like, well, we here we celebrate this. Well, yeah, not anymore. We don't do that anymore. Well, you want to celebrate on that day? Cool. Let's celebrate something great. Let's celebrate the church. Let's celebrate Jesus. Let's celebrate whatever else. And so it's a redemption of those old things. In the same way that Passover for the Jews now becomes a, a Jesus holiday, um, you know, pagan holidays like that, I think, uh, have a redemptive quality too. But that means you you got to leave the death, destruction, gore, demons, ghouls, whatever else. And so, long answer to trunk or treat, trick or treat, sure. I'm, I'm going to come on the other. I'm going to come on the other end of it. First off, I'm going to speak to that the redemption. Some things are not worthy of redeeming. The best and and no offense, this is not intended to be as harsh as it's going to sound. Taking four year olds trick or treating is not a way to redeem an irredeemable holiday. Eating like meat, sacrificed every, to idols. I mean, like, oh, this was just sitting in front of Baal on, on an altar. Uh, let's sit down right, and but, grab your knife and fork and. No, go but for I find it. that to be different. I find it to be different because what he's saying is some people are going to have a problem with it. Don't tell others where you got the meat from, right? And and if they have, I won't known, tell you where I got the candy. <laughs> to your point though to combat this because this it's the bible doesn't contradict itself but it provides definitely more context in first corinthians 10 starting in verse 18 look at the nation of israel are not those who eat the sacrifices shares in the altar what do i mean then that a thing sacrificed to idols is anything or that an idol is anything no but i say that the things which the gentiles sacrifice they sacrifice to demons and not to god and i do not want you to become sharers in demons Uh, let me just drop the mic there for a second um yeah, if and then we're going to use back Romans and says, 14. And if somebody does and you eat it, it's, don't worry about it. Right. But the point is, if you know, avoid it. Well, we do know. I mean, that's the thing is your four-year-old may not, but you absolutely do. As your conscience, you know that this is not a holiday that is, in my opinion, worth redeeming. At its very best, it would be a day to remember the dead in Christ and to celebrate their victory that's gone on before. If somebody wants to do that, I'll have a conversation with them. I don't see any one Christian celebrating it that way and so to me the trick-or-treat and the trunk-or-treat look if if there was a if we use gods that we are aware of like molech or Baal, ball however you want to pronounce it and we know that there was a day that they used to do you know they used to sacrifice animals and sacrifice people to molech and we bring it forward people still do it to this day okay we don't necessarily um but a lot of the same themes are still relevant would we would we be hopping on this one, hopping on that train, being like, well, you know, we can redeem, and it's like, whoa, how about we redeem, like I said, July fifteenth? Why don't oh, we but redeem? This is my point day? as well, is that there's always been a thing like that, and the funny thing to me is that churches who hold this belief will a lot of times will hold a harvest party. We're gonna have a, a fall festival, right. you know, and like, well, okay, then you're 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 celebrating it. You're and you're celebrating right. it in your own redeemed version of it that doesn't include that stuff. Why is that different than what I'm doing? And so, and the same Christmas is the same way. You know, okay, well, we'll celebrate Christmas. Well, we'll bring Jesus into it. We won't bring Jesus into it. But we're gonna. Well, okay, but the whole solstice thing and I mean, like Yule and all that stuff goes back. Okay, and and so you know, I, I just I really think there's one of those like if you're celebrating in this part of the year, there's gonna be connections to people celebrating bad stuff in this right. part of the year. Not and necessarily so somebody's gotta be able to start a new holiday. Your celebration of it. And so it's just so hilarious to me that we're gonna have a fall festival. Like yeah, we all know what that is, man. But if you do it on October twentieth and create a brand new day that doesn't is not supposed to have connections and it is celebrating something different and there are other connotations that aren't death and destruction and decay, then you are that's in my opinion that's redeeming it. Now doing it on October thirty first, first off, that day holds a lot of connotations. Second off, I do think that there is going back. I do think it's a demon day. 
I think there is, and, and November 1st, I think that is a time where, you know, the spirits open up. I don't know that I agree with that per se, but I think it's very, it's a spiritual day for the wrong reasons. Doing it around other days, I think is you creating a new holiday and making something like that is redeeming it in my opinion so trick-or-treating okay it's in also, the trick or treat, it's, it's also reformation day so if i dress robbie as martin luther and he knocks on your door <laughs> and nails something to your door if he nails something to okay my door you're fixing it okay. you're fixing it now if he can write 95 theses i'm going to be really impressed well, you know we'll so see. that'd be that'd be incredible we'll put but work he's got 13 days <laughs> there you go it is so long story short coming down to my answer of it I think that is us participating in something that we, I just don't think we should be anywhere near, in my opinion. And the second thing is, we have dress-up stuff year-round. My son dresses up as a knight. He dresses up as a king. He dresses up as a firefighter, whatever it is. like, And he gets to do that year-round, and he has a blast with his siblings, and, and we make a lot of fun like not fun of him no we make a lot of fun surrounding it like there's a lot of there's a lot of fun that comes in just being able to to be goofy and to dress up and things year round and so is there really anything special about halloween like it is celebrating and it is furthering you think we're going to redeem it by having my kid dress up as something no like it's what that's doing is giving money to a to a holiday that i just think is horrible Wait until the day after when all the candy's half off and then, you know, go nuts. Like, to where, me, where that makes what, more sense. Where the, hold on, where the what candy is half where off? The, yeah, where the Halloween candy's the, half off. Can, Joe's candy buying Halloween candy. Candy, candy is candy. <laughs> uh, hey, meat sacrifice to idols. <laughs> candy sacrifice. Uh, candy now we see his breaking point. He's, he's staunch yeah, up that's until right. the candy is cheap. All right, now hold <laughs> on, Will. Go. Will, you're conspicuously yes, silent. Yes, Will. What's your goodness? There? Yeah, there's y'all left so much for me to cover. I don't. Where do I even start? Um, no. One where of the, do you fall? What are your thoughts? I'm, I Jack, currently I I'm with Jack. Yeah. Um, I think okay. you can differentiate, uh, Joe. Not to we're not that's, friends anymore. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> that's not to say you're not making a ton of good points and things for me to think about. Um, but to me, that there is, you know, it, there is something that I, I can differentiate with Jackson dressing up as a knight, you know, in, in three years and, and going to, to get candy at a church where there's no gravestones and, and things like that. However, this is another side I'll bring up that would be more in line with Joe's point when it comes to trunk or treat, and then we can move on, is the congregation uh, where I'm at right now in Decatur for four years now, four or five years, they have done a really big trunk or treat. And the good side of it is they do it for purely evangelistic purposes. It's not, I mean, members come obviously, but it's not just, it's not for members, uh, just solely for members to bring their kids and, and do things that way. We reach out to the community in every single way that we possibly can to get young people, to get families who maybe don't have a church background to come through our parking lot, to interact with us as Christians. Um, that side of it is cool the one downside of it uh is that when you're inviting the community into something like that guess what you're also going to bring in you're going to bring in the ghouls and the the demon costumes and the freddy krueger costumes and so that's when you talk about the controlled environment there's not really a controlled environment when we when we do it that way and so that's one that i currently struggle with as far as yes it's a good evangelistic opportunity but is that really something we should be using for an evangelistic opportunity because of the con because of the connotations associated with it? So that also kind of adds another layer say, to it. I was going to say, let me jump in yeah, real yeah. fast because I think it's I think it's hilarious the juxtaposition that they come to a trick or a trunk retreat on Saturday, and it is evangelistic, you know, quote unquote, right. and you're like winning them over to Halloween, and then on Sunday you're like, yeah, but Christ died to free us from all of those things, and it's like, whoa, 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 right. hold on, yeah, we were celebrating it on Saturday, and then on Sunday we're talking about Christ freeing us from death and destruction and decay, and so to me it's kind of like for an evangelistic opportunity, your problem is you're talking the sexualization and also you're just bringing the all that in, kids showing up, yeah, right. And, you know, you're also like, okay, I'm bringing you in under this guise that everything's okay. But then in reality, Christ, we don't, we're not really supposed to have anything to do with demons. And so, yeah, sorry. Which is why the argument that, and again, why I struggle with it. And I think those are good points. And I think it's definitely something needs to be considered. But that's why people have made the argument before. Hey, we set ourselves apart as Christians way more by not participating in that stuff rather than, hey, yeah, let's welcome everybody in. Everything's the same. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, we... You got to have a transformed lifestyle in every other way. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that 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 just I wanted to bring that up to add another layer to the discussion. Um, Jackson's twelve months old. He's not going to be dressing up anytime soon. 
And so maybe that's an area we'll, we'll grow into here moving forward, you know, in two or three years. But um, that is something that currently I, I fall more in line with Jack on the fact that I, I can take my take Jackson on a hayride and, you know, or, or whatever, things like that. But, Joe, you make some really good points. That's perfect, though. Yeah, go ahead. That's perfect, though, because I think it's a good transition into thoughts on pumpkin carving and hayriding. Like, what are your what are your guys' thoughts on those things? Because personally, this is where it's it, I'm I'm having to challenge myself. Double here standard because, here, Joe. Here we go. Right. I don't want to be I don't want to live a double standard. But we've always done pumpkin carving just as a family thing. I think that's where it's redeemable. Is there is value to it? It's a family. thing. But I thought you said it wasn't you redeemable having, as a holiday. Yeah, you're the, redeeming the demonic. Oh boy. But, yeah, we've got him. We got him twisting here. I am I am redeeming the idea of sticking a knife into a pumpkin and doing something. So so let me let me. However, I am thinking like. Sorry, I was gonna say. Let me clarify. So it seems as though, and correct me if I'm wrong, you draw the line before the costumes and before the getting candy. Where and whereas me and Jack draw the line after that. To me, that seems to be the you know what I mean. Like you're good with the pumpkin carving. Yeah. I would imagine you're probably good with hay rides and fall festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. We are, of course, as well. We just kind He's of even good with cheap candy, right? Exactly. <laughs> just not it's not on thirty for on the thirty first, right? Yeah. Half off Butterfingers is my way to celebrate the harvest. That is, is my harvest. It is the Buzz Lightyear costume that Joe says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." <laughs> After Disney's Lightyear movie, if anybody wears a Lightyear costume, no, just kidding. But is that um, a fair characterization? But- Joe, or not so much? I think it is. I think it is. And, and you know, to the jack-o'-lanterns, I don't really... I guess if you call them jack-o'-lanterns, it's, it almost, like, gets my uh, the hair on my neck stand up a little more like, hey, maybe I shouldn't. I look at it as it is a celebrate... I don't think there's any problem celebrating the harvest time of October, fall. It's beautiful. God has gifted us with so many things. As long as you don't do it on the 31st. My, my issue is I do believe that the 31st holds very strong connotations for darkness and death, death and destruction. Harvest does not. So you say, well, no, but on the 31st, we did celebrate harvest. It's like, why that day? You could have celebrated it any time in October and really halfway through November, you could have celebrated Can I bring up something real quick, though? Connotations. Are you a farmer? Why are you celebrating harvest? None of us are farmers. You know what I mean? Like, But it's it's... It's celebrating the bounty that God has given. Sure. It's very much like Thanksgiving. Sure. It's, it's celebrating the bounty that... God has blessed me uh, bountifully in multiple areas. No, I'm not a farmer with, with the harvest, <laughs> but I look at the the beauty of the leaves changing this time, apple cider, things like that. It's like, well, is apple cider wrong? No. Well, yeah, but some people drink apple cider on Halloween. It's like, no, no. There's a difference in that that day is clearly set apart. It's kind of like, look, August 25th is Molech Day. It, it comes from Molech. August 25th is. And I come along, and on August 25th, I decide I'm going to celebrate... Um, it's kind of pseudo Molech day. It's not really that, but it's a fun part of it. It's like, why would you participate on that day at all? Why don't you just do it on like, if you're going to create your own holiday and create different connotations, why don't you do it on August 31st? To me though, you're getting hung up on the day. Like our trunk retreat this year is on the 29th. Is that okay? Just right. because it's not but on it's, the 31st, but I'm assuming, but what's it alluding to? Right. Exactly. Every, everybody recognizes it's alluding to Halloween harvest party and carving pumpkins. In my opinion, th- this is a, this is my opinion, but it's something I might have to study. In my opinion, that's not alluding to like the actual holiday Halloween. That's more alluding to pumpkins are, are a big deal all the way through Thanksgiving. You know, like if we wanted to carve pumpkins on, on November 15th, I'm okay with it. Because I don't connect those two, you know, personally. But some people might, in which case they'd call me out and say, no, those two are absolutely connected. And I would have to check. I want to check my heart and make sure it's right. But that's my understanding of it is one is very clearly tied to an occult day, in my opinion. And one is tied to just the general harvest for a month and a half. See, I think this is the point of of Christ being Lord over all things is he won. It's like they're celebrating losing a war. Okay, if they want to keep celebrating that day, great. It's our day now. Sorry, you lost. You lost. And, and so to say, well, October 31st is their day, so I'm going to stay home and not do anything on or around October 31st. Like, I don't, they lost. It's, it's ridiculous. Not that, it's that not they, that I'm you know, it's, of it. you know, it would be Japan, you know, and the VJ Day, VE Day about World War Two. you know, that they celebrate the victory in Japan, victory in Europe. And, like, if they wanted to keep on celebrating it, sure, but they lost and so like it's not oh well, we can't celebrate it because they you know celebrate in in germany like well no that's not but if your kids went and ce- but if your kids went and celebrated japan as as the nation even as the losing nation and started celebrating that 
and join the loser side basically for a day. But that's, okay that, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, at the heart of this whole thing is like, are they doing that by dressing up as Santa and Rudolph and getting candy? candy? No, not at all. I mean, like that, that, that is not demonic. That's not any of those things. That's, that's, I'm losing my mic here. Um, yeah, no, it's. I think that's where you failed to make the connection is to say how that is. If that. you had a Victory Japan Day, if you had a Victory Japan Day, and I happened to to celebrate something super fun on Victory Japan Day, it's still Victory Japan Day, and it's still something that everybody associates with Victory Japan. Victory Japan, and everybody's looking at that as I celebrate it. Everybody's looking at it as, oh, you must condone it, right? And you go, no, 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 I don't condone it. I'm just, I don't condone all this stuff, but I do condone. It's like, well, you're participating in it. You've chosen that day, but you're celebrating on the Victor side, aside. is Jack's point. Yeah, yeah. The, the, but, but again, but I, you're, I don't understand. You're taking the loser stance of, well, we we've got to leave them that day. That's their day. Like, no, not anymore. You lose. You don't get. Not, you don't have not days at anymore. Not at all. But Christians are supposed to avoid those things. Not go right at it. Uh, they're supposed to not have anything to do with demons. Why? Because demons still very are very strong and do have a lot of sway over a lot of things. That's kind we of part of it victors. is that you're you're kind of telling them. We we won all the everything that's yours. You know your daughter wearing your daughter wearing a Santa costume hmm? or a Rudolph costume costume isn't exactly telling no, the demons. No, that it's you telling won. them I'm not afraid of you, so I don't have to hide from your holiday. I don't have to shut my lights off and lock my doors because it's October. 31st. No, I'm just going to join in day. your holiday. No, it's it's my day now. So I think that's the main. It is. We're not going to we're not going to convince <laughs> we're not going to convince each other <laughs> okay. anymore. Um, you can join in the comments. And I, I typically lose my microphone, but will go ahead. I was just saying, I typically, I typically don't like the, well, if you're going to throw one out, you got to throw all of them out type of arguments. Um, but again, Joe, it seems like where we draw the, the, the only difference is where we draw the line. If you know, again, and I get, you're again, kind of focusing on the day more. So if, if pumpkin carving and, and hay rides and, um, apple cider, uh, just fall festivals in general. If basically Jack and I's point is, again, a kid dressing up as Woody or whatever is is not making the jump to okay, the the fall festivals were fine, but now you just jump to to celebrating demon possession, which is again obviously where you differ. Um, but again, as Jack said a second ago, I'll let you wrap us up, Joe. We know this is a hotly debated topic. We know that there are listeners that will fall very heavily on the side of Joe and very heavily on the side of us too. And that's something that, again, if you've got a point to bring up, as always, keep it civil in the comments. But this is um, something that, again, is worth discussing and it's worth talking about where the where we draw the lines. All three of us clearly draw the lines on if you're participating in the dressing up as Freddy Krueger and the death, the demonic, the horror side of things for Halloween, that's probably something you need to take a closer look at. That's probably something you need to reconsider Philippians for. And, you know, what is your mind dwelling on? If you're like us and you're trying to figure out, okay, do I take my six-year-old trick-or-treating or do I not? Do I carve pumpkins? Do I not? Again, throw your comments in there. Uh, we tried to cover it as broadly as we could. Joe, I'll, do you have anything else to, to wrap it up with as we kind of wrap up this Halloween episode? I, I honestly don't. I don't think I was looking at the... Uh can we bind it, you know, was, was our last question. And I think you wrapped it up well there of it's something to take a closer look at. We are not, I'm not even condemning anyone. Are you condemning Gloria for dressing up as Rudolph? That that's ultimately what we don't put me on the spot. <laughs> don't put me on the spot here, man. No, um, you extend the right hand I mean, of fellowship. To the yeah, that's right. And to all the trunk or treaters out there. Yes, I will. I'm not saying that, that you are going to hell if you do those things. I am saying that I think it just deserves a closer look. And t- would it be wrong for me? Yeah, James 4.17. I think it would. Until I come to a different knowledge or, you know, a different understanding of things, if I come to a different understanding, I do think it would be wrong for me to celebrate those things because it would be going against my conscience. So uh, yeah, that'd be I think it's 14.23. You know, if, if you don't have faith that you should, you shouldn't do it. Right. So, yeah, no, that's my my closing comments. But uh, gentlemen, I appreciate the uh, the rousing discussion yes, and debate. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and, and as Will said, please keep it going online. Keep it civil, maybe more civil than we were. Jeff's my brother. So I get to beat up on him a little bit and vice versa. Um, but yeah, keep it civil, but we would love to know your thoughts. Do you celebrate it? And, and are there things we didn't cover? I think we tried to hit a lot of the positives, a lot of the negatives. Um, you may have differing thoughts. You may have a positive we didn't consider. You may have a negative we didn't consider. So let us know in the comments uh, on Facebook or, or uh, shoot us an email, whatever it is. We love to hear from our listeners. Um, Jack, anything else you'd add? I'm good.
All right. With that, uh, I think that's going to wrap up our episode. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank <laughs> you.